Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Manga Podcast. This is a Jim's Mini Manga Review where I'm going to be going through Chapter 1 of High Rise Invasion. The reason I'm doing it and probably the reason why a lot of people are listening to this right now is because Netflix just released the Zero-G adaptation anime on their network. So a lot of people didn't know this existed, a lot of people including me. And so when I ended up hearing about the Netflix show, I thought, well, let me check this out. Ended up reading two volumes of this in one sitting. And that usually is a pretty you know, big feat for me. And I really did like it. So then I ended up watching the first episode of the anime and didn't like it as much. And I think that the anime tries too quickly to get to some information that I think was best left on the, you know, the mystery of it, the tension. And so I did like this more. I'm going to be going through this first chapter and I'll probably bring up a couple things about the anime versus this as I go. But really, this first chapter is about the first minute and a half of the anime. I mean, it moves quick and these are small chapters, but we'll be going through chapter one. It is High Rise Invasion. A Japanese manga series written by Tusina Miura and illustrated by Takehiro Oba. The series was serialized online in Dana's Manga Box app from December 2013 to March 2019, with Kadansha compiling it into 21 volumes. So there's a good amount of volumes available. Uh, they ended up having a sequel as well that's going on now, High Rise Invasion Arrive. And I already said they have a Netflix anime adaptation right now by zero g so we're going to get into this first chapter and you end up right away meeting our main character yuri hihanjo who is a 16 year old girl who ends up waking up and, and saying like what's going on i was just in school i was just in class why am i here in this weird room and i like that it's not like she fell asleep and you're always oh, this a dream or whatever it's really giving you that idea that this isn't a dream something weird has happened something has gone on with her that is enforced in a little bit as well when she finally does get a hold of her brother but what is in this room that she ends up finding herself in well there's a guy with half of his face cut off that is done by a giant hulk of a man who ends up having a smiley face hockey mask on, carrying a bloody axe that did said, you know, destroying half of that guy's head. And what really gets me here, besides his hairy shoulders, because that's disgusting, is he is kind of fashionable. He ends up wearing a overalls, the coveralls, without a shirt underneath, and a handkerchief tied around his neck. He really does look like the... You know, the hulking version, bloody version of the lead singer of Dexy's Midnight Runners. And that makes me smile. Well, she ends up seeing this. Obviously, you end up seeing a guy who has cut half a head off. You get upset. You run. And she does say to herself, my brother once told me that if I ended up seeing some weird guy, I should run. And I'm like, Yuri, this is way beyond that. I mean, did your brother say when you see Dexy's Midnight Runners lead singer killing a man, should you run? Because you should. And she does. She takes off. And you, you get the idea. It's Yuri Hanjo, age 16. And she ends up running down this hallway. She, she doesn't know where she is. She comes out of this room. She's in a hallway. And she's yelling, somebody, please, somebody help me. Is anybody here? Can somebody hear me? A man has killed somebody. There's a killer. He's coming after me. And she ends up at the end of the hall. And you get two 
options here, but only one that's open. You have the stairs going up, or you have what would have been the entry to the ground floor. That is boarded up with a notice on it, so she can't get through there. While this is going on, she's still trying to figure it out. I mean, she is in shock. She doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know the lay of the land, just sees that you know stairway. And I like the idea because Yuri thinks like me. She has the killer coming after her, and he is. He's walking down the hallway to get to her, and we'll get to him in a second. But Yuri's like, where's the elevator? I mean, she sees that there's a stairway up, but that means you got to take the stairs. You don't want that. Who takes the stairs nowadays? I mean, really? And so she, where's the elevator? There is none. And she has to run up the stairs. And what I do like about the art and the way that this is presented, it is 100% a horror story. This is a slasher. You end up having that smiley face hockey mask. With the, it's very iconic looking. You need that in this type of thing going on here. And whether or not it keeps with that, you know, whatever. But you do need that iconic look for this, and you get it. But you also get this really well-done deal where this killer is walking down the hall. Now, she is just seconds away from when she left. She ran. She got to the end. Well, he is not running, and you can tell because he's way back still. But also you get the sound effect of him walking of clump, clump, clump. So you can tell. Even just by looking at it and the whole lay there is that he is just a methodical, slow, like a Jason or a zombie coming after. So she does have an opportunity to try to get away and she has to run up the stairs, which she does. She's like, oh, my God, she's right. She's still yelling, help me. There's this guy. He's after me. Please, someone. She comes up on the roof and it is a roof. There's a fence around the whole deal. And when she gets to the fence, pretty much to just stop and breathe and sob and think about how she's going to get killed, she looks out and realizes this isn't Tokyo. This is weird. And you can tell she says it's the how many buildings, but also how tall. Like, this is definitely not Tokyo. And she doesn't understand what's going on. Why? How did I get here? And what's going on? Because she looks down. And it's real down. You, you really get a vertigo deal when she ends up looking down. It's it's well done. The art is really well done in the way that it looks great, but it also really helps with the story. I mean, I said the killer lumbering down the hallway with the clumps. And then when she ends up looking down, oh, there's no signs of life. You end up then just having the next page of really getting the concept of how Way, way far up she is I mean this is a high high rise And she says so high I wonder what's going on If I fall off here will I die You can tell she's starting to think Maybe this is a dream I mean it's so wacky But she's like oh my god Yeah the killer She completely forgot when she ends up seeing uh, The high rise buildings And that she's not in Tokyo well, She comes to oh my god I gotta get a hold of the police She pulls out her phone She does not have any sort of connection to the police She tries to call her mom Dad doesn't work the phone is not connecting no service to them it's something that it just declines the call fails then she tries to call her brother and you you get the idea she's going down her contact list but you know family and all and she gets her brother and her brother answers her brother answers in surprise her brother ends up oh my god yuri is that you and her brother is rika and he's like oh my god it's you you must be in the same world as me. You must be in this parallel world, whatever. And she's like, what? What's going on? And he, he has to get to the point and says, listen, 
You are here, me and you are together, but this is real. This is not a fake world. You're not dreaming. Now, if you were dreaming, I think Dream Brother would say that anyway. But she says, he's don't don't jump. If you fall, you die. You die. And also, we can't get to the ground floor. And there are bridges that connect the buildings here. And when he end up, he says this, and Yuri's like, oh, yeah, there's a bridge. It's like she ran up on the rooftop. She's so upset about this killer, but didn't look to the right. And see the bridge like there there you go that's how you can escape well it's played out well because she's there okay there's a connection to the bridge and her brother says okay i'm gonna try to find you i'm gonna save you but do you see like a really big tower and you can tell that her brother is gonna triangulate where they are okay i see that where's the sun compared to that where is this where's this other building whatnot and so they are going to be able to at least you know figure out where they are in relation to each other not you know, really exact, but at least get to the point. Or they should just, you should just say, meet me at the building. But even with that, the, the call gets cut short. And it gets cut short, and she almost got cut short because you end up having the killer right behind her. He's finally got up there. And again, if you go with the timing and stuff, you're like, yeah, you would have had enough time there. She's talking a while. And she never does get to tell her brother, ask her brother about this killer. That is something that they do quickly in the anime, and I thought it was a misplay because I like the intrigue and I like the mystery and the suspension tension where you end up having this killer is almost going to chop off her head, and she ends up dodging at the last second. She's pretty quick. Her brother says, too, listen, you're, you're more courageous than you think. You can, you can do this. Come on, Yuri. And so she actually shows that, okay, she's got something there. What she doesn't have anymore is her phone. Because that falls off, it goes through the fence, and then just goes and smashes on the ground. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was a pretty important thing to hold on to, Yuri. But at least she still has her head, right? Well, you end up where, again, the motion and the art of this killer, after he tries to get her and swings down with the axe, he's kind of like even pushed forward a little because of that swing, the momentum of that. It's well played. The problem, again, I'll point out the anime. This, this killer has a katana Does not play out as well It really doesn't And I like that she ended up dropping the phone Because she freaked out and dropped it In the anime You end up having the killer stab it with the katana I just There's a bunch of things in that first episode That just I wonder why they went that way When you really didn't have to change much But you end up She only has one option Well she has two Get killed by Dexy's Midnight Runners Or go to the suspension bridge And again her brother told her all the high-rises are connected with suspension bridges. Now, these are kind of wooden, rickety bridges with wire cable-type deal holding them in. And, yeah, you end up having a place to put your hands and stuff. But she goes out, and this is a small little girl. She goes out, and it's creaking and squeaking. And it's, you know, going with the wind. And then she looks down, which you never should do. That's like rule one through ten of going across a rickety suspension bridge. And... Yeah, it's it's pretty much like the bridge in Temple of Doom where you end up with Indiana Jones. The only thing is if you fall off this one, you just kind of go and splat on the ground. At least you don't get eaten by crocodiles, right? So you got that bonus. But she ends up where this whole thing is swaying and you're going and she's trying. She's thinking about what happened. And you do have a real quick cinematic like recap of she and she says, yikes. I mean, she has a big killer going. She says, yikes. How cute is that? But she ends up like high place. Blood. She's taking, you know, roll call. High place. All right. We, we got that. All right. Bloodthirsty killer. Yep. 
parallel world. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, if this isn't a dream, then what is it? If I fall, I might wake up. No, no, no. Your brother told you no. Please remember that. And she kind of does. She remembers, you know, be sure to be safe from her brother. And the best thing about this is it makes me giggle is you would think at this point Yuri is like, all right, I don't care. Bring it on. I'm going to live and I'm going to be the hero, whatever. Her pretty much rallying cry to herself is I can't die. Because I have to be alive for my brother to save me. She's just going to say, listen, I, I kind of know what's going on. I- I'm not the greatest. I-, I need my brother to save me, but I need to be alive for him to save me. So she says, my brother's going to rescue me, and I'm going to escape from this incomprehensible world. And you're like, all right, you know, good for you going across the rickety bridge. Oh, no. Smile Face Killer is now at the edge where he's going to be coming on the bridge as well. Oh, no, Yuri. You better start moving. And again, when you're there and she seems to be a bit afraid of heights, and this is not like, I'm afraid of heights, I don't want to go on this ladder. This is like, I'm afraid of heights, I don't want to go out on the ledge of the Empire State Building. I mean, there's a difference. You know, people who aren't afraid of heights, there's the limits to that. And I think that she's at that limit, especially because she's going across this rickety bridge and stuff like that. Uh, But you end up having the killer looking like he might go. And take her down I love that handkerchief around the neck I mean really if you're gonna be A killer with an axe You know don't shave your shoulders I mean you're already killed Don't put a shirt on with your overalls But damn well you better start getting that hanky Around there in a fashion statement I give him all the kudos in the world But I thought this was a really good first chapter It's very quick But the pacing of it Plays out so well Because you do have Yuri Trying to figure out quickly, you know, get her bearings. Let me find out about what's going on. And then you end up being chased. And then you end up having this killer. So the idea of it being quick, that that serves it. And you get done and you're like, oh, my God, like, whoo. And then you want to get into the next chapter and, and so on, which eventually I'll probably get to on this. But I hope that everybody enjoyed listening to this. Like I said, I ended up liking this way more than what little I watched. I'm going to tell you, I only watched that first episode of the anime. So maybe it gets better or whatnot, but it did kind of go, why are you doing this right away? Which threw me off. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give this an eight out of 10. And if you did watch the anime and really liked it and you listen, I think that you should check this out because I think you might even like this better in or even in a different way because of the little bit of the nuances between those. But if you didn't like the anime, I really think you should check this out and make sure that it just wasn't because of those odd decisions, uh, because this really is a fun, quick, you know, I don't think that it's going to be everybody's favorite manga of all time, but it is really something where you can get through a bunch of chapters at a time, have a good time, have something like right now on the, the jump deal on the jump app, especially, you don't have a ton of like straight up horror, uh, especially with the four new ones that came out and everything. So this really plays out as a bit more unique than some of the things that are going on. So check it out. But that's it for my mini manga review. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did go and, you know, rate, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends and family. I don't know. End up going up on the high rise roof and start yelling things, go across rickety bridges. Just watch out for Dexy's Midnight Runners. Also check out Luke's podcast that's going to be coming out a day after this one. Kind of having a little, you know, a little battle 
to see which one's more popular if you're hashtag Team Jim or hashtag the other guy, Luke. I'm not even going to say that hashtag because I don't think that that deserves to be said. But no, he ends up. It's a really awesome podcast that he does on his own that is uh, like this manga. Read that one. You think that's what it's called, right? And he is going to be doing because we ended up talking about Rave Master, which is on our early access on the Patreon, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, and we did Rave Master and he didn't like it as much. So he ended up reading Fairy Tale. Uh, and that is the, you know, like that, you read this, like this, read that. So check that out. These are new shows and things like that, too. You'll have to forgive me, but I'm I'm bad at remembering everything. But, yeah, uh, before I go, please, like I said, rate and review it anywhere that you listen to. This would be awesome. Also, go over to Twitter, at Weird Manga, where we end up having our Twitter, where we kind of let everybody know what the episodes coming up are. But also, you can give us suggestions and end up even requesting any of the episodes we're big on just doing requests we're not here for us we're here for you and you are the get fresh crew beep boop but also i think it's the weird manga squad we'll call all of us going through this and check out our patreon where you get 14 shows in advance early access that's at patreon.com slash weird science manga but hey everybody thanks a lot and i will talk to you later